0: My name is Tabby and you are listening to the Modern Life Podcast. For this special episode, we figured we got the beautiful Pacific Ocean right here. Why not do this podcast underwater? Yeah, we had some audio issues we didn't notice until editing. We did everything we could to make our voices more clear and intelligible. But just be aware that this one does not have our usual sound quality. Now on with the show. Getting a little boy from an orphanage in Nova Scotia and he's coming in not on the afternoon train. Oh, how do Matthew? Is the afternoon train due soon? She's waiting for you on the platform. She? My name is Anne Shirley. Anne's felt with me. It's a girl. I can see that. Where's the boy? There weren't any. Just her. We have absolutely no use for a girl. You don't want me because I'm not a boy? She's no good for us. We might be of some good to her. Alrighty everyone, welcome back to the Modern Life Podcast. My name is Tammy and I'm here with Stacy. Hi. And Stacy, we're gonna start with you. What is your modern thought today? My modern thought is I was gonna talk about my vaccination process. Um, I got my
1: second shot last week. I just wanna talk about some like I California's like had issues with it being very easy to get vaccinations if you are in certain areas and if you have like access to driving. Like I ended up making my appointment in Ventura County, which is like an hour away. So I was lucky in the fact that it was a super simple process. I had to drive for it, but it was like, I had no problem making the appointment. I had no problem getting there. The whole process was like seamless. I went in took the shot it was it was beautiful it was so well done and then i hear on the news like how many other people are having issues and realizing that has a lot to do with like people that don't have access to a car or don't have access to it and then like certain populated areas are so so populated that no one can get their vaccination shot at, like appointments because and they can't they're not lucky they don't have a car they can't mm-hmm. drive an hour away to get an you know to get that so i mean i guess my modern thought is like I do think that there are areas that need – they should be getting
0: some kind of drive assistance to those people so that they can get out of the areas mm-hmm. that they are overpopulated. Well, and if you look at a country like the U.S. that already has so many infrastructure issues, yeah. they only are more noticeable now in these times of crisis. Yeah. It, it reminds me again of the voting, too, yeah, what we just, went through the last year. It's like, oh, all these same issues – again and again yeah
1: it's definitely a broken system and it's just
0: interesting to see
1: how some people's different processes Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like how Mm -hmm. some people's stories are so different with everything Mm because like you know I listen to a couple you know several different podcasts and like some people are like still struggling with how to make an appointment and even your experience Mm -hmm. with uh, the appointment system was like different than mine because I think that you know the wording and like some of the you know, sending us an email telling us to make an appointment and then the link doesn't work. You know, those mm-hmm. things are like blockers for a lot of people, especially people that aren't tech savvy or any, you know what I mean? And it's just it's fascinating to me just to like watch how different people have experiences. So that was yeah, that's just
0: just highlighting It's yeah, it. a good one. It's <laughs> definitely true. Yeah. Um so mine is related to Anne of Green Gables, which is what we're gonna be talking about today. And it is about the book and how popular it is in Japan, you and I, we kind of looked at the anime for a little bit, which was popular, and they have a bunch of different animes based on um, classics, uh, children's classics. But this is related to a woman named Hanako Muraoka. She was the one who translated Anne of Green Gables into Japanese. And in 1932, for example, she had a radio show which reads news to children. It was called Auntie Radio, and I thought that was such a fun concept of engaging with kids with, you know, kids don't really listen to the news that much. But her radio show was really popular, and she stopped doing it um, kind of as World War II started breaking out because she didn't want to say anything negative about Canada, which then was considered the enemy to Japan. And during World War II, during all these air raids, she would take Anne of Green Gables with her and start to translate it. And it came out after the war in uh, 1952 in Japan, and it became like an instant hit. And that's kind of the reason why it became so popular. And I thought it was just really cool that she managed to bring something kind of so foreign to Japan. And also, she was never able to visit Canada. She had a trip planned but then she died of a stroke in 68. Um, Her granddaughter wrote a biography of her and it's finally coming out in English this year. It should be coming out in the summer. It's called Anne's Cradle the Life and Works of Hanako Murauka. So yeah I might just check that out and learn more about her and it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's dive into the main topic. Anne of Green Gables. I'm just going to read off of Wikipedia here, just to give a quick summary. It came out in 1908. It was written by Lucy Maud Montgomery. It's set in the late 19th century. And the novel recounts the adventures of Anne Shirley, an 11-year-old orphan girl who's mistakenly sent to two middle-aged siblings, Matthew and Marilla. They intentionally had intended to adopt a boy to help them on their farm in the fictional town of Avonlea in Prince Edward Island, Canada. The novel recounts how Anne makes her way through life with the Cuthberts in school and within the town. Um, I would add to that some notable characters include uh, Mrs. Lind, who is the nosy neighbor, Diana Barry, who is Anne's best friend, and then also Gilbert Blythe, who's a schoolfellow and has a crush on Anne. And Stacy, I know you really loved this growing up, and I came to this really late. But which is actually surprising because
1: they actually when they filmed this documentary they filmed an complete separate version for german germany where they really? uh, yeah the, where they filmed the... like, yeah where they filmed like extra scenes and everything
0: the 85 version
1: mm-hmm. i did not know that yeah and they actually they actually two of the actors in it the uh reverend's wife um was german and the guy that played john sadler and they actually had like nine extra minutes of scenes that they filmed with just that those two so for the German funny. German version, which I thought was super interesting because I had no idea. Um, is but that yeah. the farmer? Yeah, it- Th- that's that's the dad. I or no, There's John like Sadler. Farmer, yes, that's yeah. the farmer. Yeah, but- that that scene isn't in the book. There's a bunch of scenes that weren't in the book that when I was when I went back to read the book is the first time. The first thing I did was read the whole novel series um, before I even watched the show. Mm. And um, then the show, I used to watch like a ton of like old movies. It's not even an old movie, but I just watched it like a ton of like, I don't know how to explain it, but I used to watch like a ton of like AMC and that's actually mm. where it came out. And uh, I was like obsessed with it and I actually gave a copy to my daughter and she actually has read the book and like loves the the series as well. And she watched it with me the other day. I don't know why I I grew up loving it because of the imagination aspect and the difference between like most people who live in their head versus those who live like in reality.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And I definitely kind of swung more toward living in my head
0: in my own reality, especially when I was younger. So, And the book really celebrates that too. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. The character of Anne. Yeah. But that scene with with the farmer who's like catching the kids climbing over the gate. Yeah. And then he, like, goes to the... The school and, like, rats them out. (laughs) Rats them out. And I'm like, wow, this is quintessential German content right here. (laughs) Like, Germans always want to speak to the manager. (laughs) Well, now you know why. (laughs) Well, Karen's at heart. It just made me laugh. I thought it was great. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the beginning of the show, Anne is living with two... With another couple that has a bunch of kids. Mm -hmm. She grows up raising children when she's only a child herself Herself. mr hammond he gets a heart attack and that scene this time around was really funny to me watching it because they're at this wood mill processing plant Mm -hmm. there's like a big machine going like chopping up the wood this guy has like a heart attack and like falls to the floor and one of the employees like puts his ear on his chest and is like he's a goner I'm like, how would you know that like, it's so loud you can't, he can't hear the heartbeat yeah but the <laughs> wood mill is going like this guy just has supersonic hearing <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's not even in the book
0: i like it i it i think, love it. It, works, I, I think yeah. it works so I,
1: I think it works so well i think they do a better job of like 'Cause in when you go back to read the book, I have that in the back of my head. So mm-hmm. I have like all those pictures and images, which kind of like brought Anne's character kind of to life a little bit. I don't know.
0: I think modern audiences also don't really understand the concept of children as laborers. Like Matthew and Marilla, yeah. they only get this orphan, so they get help on the farm. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of how orphan were seen. You see that time and time again in the books from that period they were there to perform jobs, jobs. Too. yeah basically yeah. <laughs> to help you
1: raise the kids or yeah they were second-class citizens i think they did such a great job in the in the show of like highlighting aspects of that like by how she gets treated and how she gets blamed for things mm. versus like how in like how the other kids you know like she you know she gets caught climbing over the fence and it's her that gets, yelled, you know, told on, you know With what I mean? the teacher like, too, yeah, yeah. Just like, just every aspect of it, like from, there's so many different scenes where she talks about like, oh, the life of, a, uh, of an orphan, you know right. what I mean? And she's like, she's like, I get so like criminalized or like looked down upon. It's immediately her fault that Diana Berry drinks and gets, you know what I mean? Like, because she's an orphan and she's a bad seed. Do
0: um, you, that scene where... <laughs> Diana gets drunk. Classic. Classic scene. Yes. Do you remember the first time you had alcohol? Because I remember it. I had it on accident and it was so gross. It tasted so bad. I have
1: two teenage children and I've had them taste, you know, just because... I tasted it when I was younger, and I like didn't like. And they, they can't stand it; they have no interest in drinking right. it.
0: Right, I think that's a like universal experience. Yeah, Diana Barry is like yeah, down at a party.
1: Like, I know she was like down at a drink. I don't know though because they, I don't know what the difference is between like because that raspberry cordial I would think would be very similar in to like drinking chamboard. Yeah, so I, I don't know that. if I, what I drank when I first drank, because I'm pretty sure that what I drank was like tequila. And yeah, that's gross. It doesn't have a good flavor. Red wine doesn't have a good flavor. Like all of the things yeah. that I would have like been introduced to first. It's not the same as like drinking like a, a liqueur. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was it, just so sweet, the current wine. That... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's such a different, it. it now, the fact that it hits her, like, almost instantly, that's the part that dri- that, that I'm, like, laughing at. Because she, like, legitly, like, well, she after three. one, she's like, I know,
0: but it takes time for your body to process it. She had three like a- cups of that stuff. She's a, uh, I think she's a party girl at and heart. She is definitely a party girl at heart. <laughs> um.
1: That was quite impressive. I, I For anyone to drink anything, like three cups, like so fast <laughs> to me, even if it was that sugary, I'm like, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, when I first read the book, honestly, I thought Anne was kind of annoying. I had a rough start with the book because really? it starts out with um, Matthew driving her home and she just won't shut up. like the whole way over and i was like oh no is this what the whole book is gonna be like but then it it gets real fun and they really show that nicely in the movie too because you get all the imagery i think that's something the movie really gets right is the environments and the you know when Anne says something like oh wow look at all these blossoms in the lake you 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 feel it
1: you know that like half of those scenes were actually filmed before they even cast half this like half the They just got like nature shots. Yeah, they did like all the long shots and stuff like that, like way ahead of the time, and then cast because they had they struggled to cast people in the in this not that people didn't want to but because it was a canadian documentary originally um they wanted like canadian actress to play megan follows so, there was like, a
0: documentary
1: i mean it, it, not a documentary I mean, i'm sorry like the miniseries was a canadian miniseries oh, it, so they it. were very specific and the fact that they wanted like a canadian actress to play megan follows because it was mm-hmm. you know was such an important book in canada mm-hmm. that like they wanted it to be a canadian thing like so Canadian actors and things like that. Yeah, they said so they, they interviewed, actually,
0: like, thousands of actors. It, it took Are them you? over a
1: year, and they originally wanted Diana Berry, the one that played Diana Berry, is actually, like, Catherine Hepburn, it's her niece.
0: Oh, so she's Catherine Hepburn's niece. Yes, and, and so originally, God.
1: they had wanted to cast her in the role, because Catherine I Hepburn told her to go try it, and Megan Follows, the one that actually ended up playing her, actually the first time that she played in the role, she was horrible. she didn't get the character so they like Mm -hmm. then went on to interview a bunch of other people Mm -hmm. and then brought her back and the second interview something happened with the tape and she still didn't nail the role because they thought she was too old and then funny story behind the third interview is that her toilet broke right before she was supposed to go to the interview she got so upset and spastic about the about having to leave while her toilet was overflowing and like whatever that she showed up the interview and like it was Anne. Because she, like, was so,
0: like... That is such a weird story. <laughs> it's the truth. After three tries, you finally get the role when there are so many other girls. Yeah. That is
1: just a weird story. It's a weird story. But it ended up working. I don't. I can't picture anyone else playing Anne. I think she does a great job. I've seen other people. Like, I've watched other versions. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one nails it for me.
0: Well, she also talks about the men's pressure... After them auditioning so many people. Oh, I'm sure. And this character, people have ownership over this character. Yeah, no, no. So people are gonna watch it and they're not gonna like it. And she was like, well, I'm gonna do my best, but like, I can't, it's not possible to please everyone. Yeah. Which is kind of like a pretty. A mature thing to say, yeah, like, even as a kid. <laughs> well, I don't think
1: she was like, ex- I, I, don't, I don't know how old she was when she got the role, but I don't think she was like, I super thought she young.
0: was when they filmed it, she was the age she is at the end of the show. Yes, I think when she first arrived, she's like 11, and by the end, she's going off to school, she's, she's supposed like to be like 16, 16 17. 17 yeah. and I think that was how old she was in the beginning. Well, they kind of did it with the you know, she has the yeah, they did a great job hair of like the, and hair. the shorts dresses yeah she definitely had a unique sense of
1: style like once they allow her style to show and it was always slightly different than everybody else's
0: Mm. i I think there's honestly quite a few costumes that don't work in this series oh i'm sure um because marilla i don't know what's going on her dress is always like five sizes too big and her chest looks really strange, mm-hmm. and it's something I I'm always like staring at her chest because it's almost like she's not wearing the right underwear for the silhouette of the time. Oh. And she looks like she's wearing like modern clothes underneath, and then they just gave her this. Oh, this is the dress we had, and it doesn't fit the actress. And that to me that contributes so much to how an actress like feels. Yeah. And it's too bad because she's such a great Marilla, and then I get distracted by some of these little details. Yeah, but it's strange because, like, Rachel Lynn's costumes, for example, they fit her. Like, Perfect. they fit her perfectly, and for some reason with Marilla, I don't know. Do
1: you think that maybe that was a decision based on the fact that Marilla doesn't really care about that stuff, and it's just to her just something to put on?
0: I don't know if I would agree with that because she doesn't care about the latest fashions, but she still cares about looking presentable. At all times, and Matthew doesn't have that issue at all. They gave him like great, a great costume and great clothes, and he always really looks like he's fitting into them. But yeah, I
1: wonder if it just has something to do with like how they want Marilla portrayed. Maybe you know what I'm saying? Like just kind of like she's supposed to look kind of like homely, not like not homely, but like doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like about like she she wants to look put together, but never, you know. It's, it's more about uh, clean. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know.
0: The only thing that has me thinking it's maybe a budget issue is when Anne finally gets her dress with the big sleeves. Uh-huh. It doesn't fit her. It's like a completely different size and you can see her shoulders like drooping and it looks really odd and when she's like wow well, this is the most beautiful thing i've ever worn i'm like you're, you're lying I, like I it's not believable that dress <laughs> it's so ugly <laughs> it's the
1: ugliest dress i've ever seen and it looks horrible on her and it's one of the, oh. the it is it is the one costume thing that like throughout the movie i'm like
0: I hate it. I Like, I have to look away. I, it's so hideous. But Diana doesn't wear anything better either because she wears a strange like purple. pink purple dress with, yeah. like, a weird neckline, and I'm like, these look like adult clothes that you picked out of the storage, and yeah. you're like, oh, we don't have the budget. Yeah, I don't know if they had a huge budget for this, yeah. so it's highly possible. Yeah, just to come back to um, really quick, just the setting and all the nature shots, uh-huh. this shown nails that where other versions of of Green Gables really don't like yeah. the new Netflix one there was I don't ever remember there being a oh wow this is a beautiful meadow or this is a it always looked I really like they,
1: dark I like, I feel like they they that's one thing that they don't get sometimes like in newer films is that they, some of the books are so focused on how beautiful because that's Mm -hmm. part of the world that they're Mm -hmm. creating you know and I think that some movies these days like don't take enough attention to detail in the filming of like those scenes because they're so wrapped around like the people and like showing the drama that was I I watched like one episode of like Anne with an E and like or one season with Anne with an E and I was like, by the end of it, I was like, okay, like it was good. And I liked it. And then the second season started and I was like, this, I, this is just, this just is like completely, I I can't,
0: Yeah, let's let's talk about that because the first season gets so many things right in terms of character, and then in the second season, it's very obvious that they're like, okay, we got the um, we got the rights, yeah, like we have the cat in the bag, like we but now we're doing our own thing, we're not following the books, and like, how do you feel about somebody taking this material and then? See, that doesn't bother me if you nail the motive, like behind the person's
1: character. If you can tell me, if I can see the characters from the original actually doing those things, mm-hmm. then to me, then I bought it. It's okay that you've changed the mm-hmm. story. It's okay that you've changed the, you know, location, everything. But when you change the person, then I'm like, okay, now you've, this isn't, this isn't Anne. Don't call it that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not the same thing for me. Character development is like huge with something. Cause if I can't buy in to them no, I can't buy it. Yeah, I it. think it just went it too just, far off the well, rails. Well, just what they did with the whole scene of Gilbert and, like, him going... like, this is just...
0: Oh, he goes off, off to... Off on a
1: ship or something like that. And it's just strange. so stupid. And then their relationship is weird. And it's not like... I, like, yeah. watched, like, two episodes in. And I'm like, no,
0: nope, I'm not doing this. This is just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of why we're focusing more on this one. Because there's... There's also another one that's free on Amazon. Oh, it it's a, it's
1: a new one. They just filmed it like I think last or 2016 or 2015 yeah. and I haven't seen it yet.
0: I saw it and I was like I don't remember anything about it and then I tried to rewatch it for this one and I was like, "Oh, I there's a reason why I couldn't remember. It's not memorable. <laughs> like nothing in it happens that the guy who plays Gilbert is this very strange like younger child who's not it's just everything's forgettable about it which sounds really mean but no it's it
1: i i think that there was a magic to the 1985 version that i don't think anybody else has been able to capture gilbert uh, he's one of my favorite characters in the first one i mean in that that version just because he never seems like he's acting oh yeah and it's all in his eyes And, and it's like he he's just like even with the stupid like head thing that he does where he's like and
0: you guys, I wish you could see what I'm doing Stace right is now he's doing it perfectly he's, he's she's nodding and he's clapping and he's he's doing this whole nod thing that he does and it's just so brilliant
1: uh, and uh the whole time you want to like because Anne hates him for the first movie so much you know and the whole time
0: you understand you want to smack
1: her her and be like stop he's so he's like he's a typical boy you're you're being ridiculous but then at the same time it's like part of the charm between the two of them and the build and also just Anne's not wanting to grow up in that sense and like she doesn't like change because her life is perfect for the first time you know what I mean and she's perfectly content in that life
0: I Um, don't even know if Gilbert's a typical boy he's uh oh he's special he's he's special yeah you know
1: like the (laughs) actor he he actually was in high school plays and he got cast in this as his first on-screen film but yeah no he was literally they saw him in a play a high school play and then they cast him which was perfect role
0: there's one of my favorite scenes and it is um When they're doing the spelling competition. Oh yeah. And Gilbert gets it wrong and he has to sit down and then Anne gets it right and she shoots him this look of like, I got you. (laughs) I got you so hard. And all he's looking it's all in the eyes and he just looks at her like this all this is doing is making me fall more in love with you. Like <laughs> like your brain is amazing to me. Yet in her mind she's like, Oh my god, like I showed him so good. And I'm yeah. like, No, and that's not what's happening. That's not
1: what's going on right <laughs> now. <laughs> I, I can't even explain like how much like you can see the pain when like yeah. she like throws something at him or like but then he still he controls it enough to like still play on that a little bit and, like taunt her at the end you know what I mean like when he goes and gets her rescues her from the bridge and um saves her and he like he knows like just enough to like taunt her into like playing along with him you know or like the scene where he like decides he like could tell that they're like joking at the at the dance thing where she's wearing the horrible dress they're like talking about like about him and like oh I'm gonna get him to dance with me he's head over heels for me I can get him to do whatever I want and then he totally ignores her it's, it's those little tiny, like... He's so mischievous. Yeah, but he still has to go back and grab the little
0: book, dance book, you know? I, the I dance love card. Let's talk about that scene because it's not in the book. And I think it's a great addition. Oh, it's such a great addition. And it gives Gilbert some nuance, too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to ask... He asked Diana instead, yeah. right? Instead yeah. of asking Anne, And I like it. It
1: shows his character development a little bit. Yeah. Because you can see, like, him knowing how he feels but then still knowing that if he plays too hard into it that Anne's just gonna like run over him and I think that's important because Anne is such a strong character you have to see Gilbert is that to to really Mm -hmm. believe that they eventually could end up together like there has Mm -hmm. to be
0: the power dynamics have to be balanced. balanced you know what I mean and I
1: think sometimes in the book you didn't get that power dynamics you just see him as the guy that's in love with that's such a good
0: point yeah especially Um, in the second book he's kind of just mooning over her the whole time and you kind of think oh poor gilbert (laughs) yeah
1: Yeah. even in the second movie for this one they still have that they still show like a little Mm, bit of a power dynamic which i think the movie actually does better than the book in that sense so
0: there's also another scene they added and I'm wondering if it's a mistake that I put in because it's a scene between Diana and Anne at the very end and Diana asks her, like, oh, is is Gilbert, like, fair game? Can I go for him? And then nothing happens with that scene. Like, there's no follow-up on that. And I well, feel it like... Seems
1: that, that Because you see that through the entire movie, like, Diana's face. And I, this is something she does brilliant as well. She constantly, like, whenever Gilbert does anything, there's, like, this look of, like jealousy but never she doesn't let it take over her but there's always like that pang in her like ping in her eye where she's like shocked you know or like mm. surprised like if you did you notice that like whenever anything yeah. happened between aunt like when he apologized she's like like how are you upset he apologized he's never apologized to me for anything like you can see that she kind of longs for him throughout it so when you get that scene it's like finally like Anne can see it because Anne's never seen it Anne does, and, and never notices from day one that like her best friend's in love with
0: Gilbert. Was that in the book though? I don't think so because I reread it a little bit and it always felt to me like Diana was just looking out for Anne. She was like the wing woman trying to get Gilbert and Anne together and this angle of making Diana kind of in love with Gilbert and it doesn't go anywhere. Like, I don't uh, know. I mean, it's definitely I something that's.
1: I, yeah, I can see what you're saying. It's not like a surprise to me. It wasn't. Like I knew that. Diana in the was show, like, yeah, they the, set the, it up. Yeah, yeah that's they true. set it up like very. I mean, there's like little pings here and there, and like a look of jealousy, and so I don't know if they needed that for. I don't know what they needed that for, <laughs> or maybe it was. I mean, I guess I I could see that that was a push for Anne. That there is something there that maybe like. To see him like as something outside of just being the annoyance. It's,
0: it's just not my favorite. Yeah, it's it definitely there's other strokes of brilliance yeah. that they put in there that I think are much better. Uh, one of them is actually the teacher, Mrs. Stacy. Oh, when her. she she's a brilliant character when oh, she comes to you know have dinner with them and at first Marilla's like, what What do you want? And then she's like, Oh, Anne's like my best pupil. And then Marilla's like, Come have dinner with yeah. us. <laughs> And I think they kind of combined that with the scene of the, the religious couple, the minister coming over, and then Anne almost accidentally feeds them. Like they kind of cut that out, and instead,
1: yeah, combine they, that they with which, they played Miss Stacy up a little bit more, which I think that's a brilliant choice. Yeah, like, I do. I think it worked really well. And I actually like the Reverend plays a much stronger role. I feel like in the book You're than like... he does in the movie. And I wonder if that has something to do with the fact that he's he's like more German, like you don't really hear him talk in the movie. So that might yeah. be because he's part of the, like more of the German scenes. <laughs> I haven't whole... like seen that. I, this is something that like, I, I didn't even know there was a German version, but yeah, I mean, cause I know that there that there's like nine additional minutes of just like him and that's the other a lot. guy. Yeah, that's a lot for filming. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they play more on the book side in the German version than they do in the Canadian version, but I'm I, I wouldn't know. But that would make sense Mm. to me that maybe the scenes are different.
0: That's so weird. Yeah. That there's like a special German cut for this. (laughs) (laughs) And let's talk about the other teacher too, because he's horrible. Horrible. And every version depicts him as this pedophile who's like, coming after the kids yeah but that
1: I, that didn't work for me because at the time she's 16 the girl that he's and training. i think he's 16 too in the book like, yeah, he, like i don't remember if he's 16 in the book or like whatever but he wouldn't be that he's so they're
0: almost the same age they're almost the same yeah. age
1: but they like one cast him as this much older character which i thought was weird and two like it's not actually that abnormal for the two of them to be like interested in each other when you have like this 16 year old girl like with this teacher I mean it didn't make sense to me how they portrayed him and they don't really portray him as weird like that in the book if
0: I recall correctly that's what always confused me because I didn't realize until my book club told me the thing that you just said about their ages being very near because especially in Anne with an E it's very scary yeah like the relationship between the like this older man and the student and I think in the book all they say is it's more about his teaching and how unprofessional he is, and how that is it, where, he's just flirting. That's where not, they play. well because yeah. that
1: made sense to the time too. Like it's not, it's not inappropriate for them based on the age that they would have been for their two roles. Like it, it's, it's. I don't know if they were doing that just to highlight something that was going on at the time mm-hmm. when the like when the movie
0: came when out. When the movie came mm-hmm. out, if there was
1: like some something that they were trying to highlight so that they show that that was inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they made that decision and then everyone else took that same decision and, like, like made it even more drastic, like Anna yeah, with a it's, it's weird to me. Because it's not really – it's not in the book, you know? And that was a personal choice that that, that the director made to, like, even – and even he didn't make it super creepy in the book versus in the movie. I mean, in the movie – that movie, it wasn't, like, super creepy. It was just, like, a little awkward.
0: Yeah, I still hated it in, yeah. this, in this one. I think it's more about – And then Gilbert and all the other kids kind of have to teach themselves because this guy is just dedicating time to one student. And that's why in the book, you know, he gets fired or, you know, he transfers and then Miss Stacy comes in and which I love. You see the difference between a teacher who actually cares about teaching and those are some of my favorite scenes, the Miss Stacy scenes in the, in the movie. Oh
1: yeah. They're phenomenal. I relate. I had this one teacher in my third grade year, um, Miss Honeywell. And, is yeah, that
0: a real name it's a real name
1: <laughs> and it was like right when everything in my life like just everything was bad and i think that was like right around the same time that i read the book mm. i like correlate the two of them as oh. the same person so i think for me because miss honeywell was so like such a like a light that like miss stacy has the same appearance to me and i think it's why i like was so drawn to her that's a Cute little story. Yeah. So, yeah, there was definitely... I mean, how many people... How many teachers can you remember their name? Honeywell, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> she was... Uh, and she had, like, a... She started... In the PE teacher, who I can't remember his name. But they ended up falling in love and, like, getting married. That's sweet. Yeah, it was really... And he was my other favorite teacher. Oh! And it was just, like... It was so cute. Um. But she... Yeah, she definitely was a huge light at that time mm-hmm. that I didn't have anywhere mm-hmm. else. So to me, Miss Stacy was always like represented mm-hmm. that. So yeah, always warm feelings for her. I
0: love that. Yeah. There is another thing I want to ask you about, and uh-huh. that is the hair issue in the movie. I have accidentally dyed my hair green with this like henna dye. Uh-huh. Have you had any hair mishaps like Anne has?
1: <laughs> any bad stories? Well... Uh, I think my biggest story in terms of my my dad was um, a fanatic about my long hair. I have naturally long, curly, spirally hair. Um, wouldn't let me cut my hair. Wouldn't oh let really? Me, nope. Couldn't dye it. Couldn't color it. Uh, I was not allowed to do anything to it. I was a tomboy yeah i had no interest <laughs> in my hair i wanted it i i thought i was a boy until i was like 10 years old <laughs> in my third grade year my, one of my best friends who i had known since kindergarten used to get mad at me because i wouldn't brush my hair i went to school with it in just completely prim- mis- oh my god Stacey. it was like ratted <laughs> she would get mad at me because she was very girly and she was constantly trying like stacy just put put a headband in, like do something girly. And I was like, I don't care about my hair. Well, at one point, my mom behind my dad's back took me and got my haircut and she gave me a bowl cut. (gasps) It was the ugliest haircut. Oh no. But I was so happy. I didn't have to brush my hair. I didn't have to do anything to it. But I look back at pictures and I'm like, that was not a nice thing to do to me. She gave me bangs. I had the the dumb and dumber haircut. It was the (laughs) ugliest thing on the face of the earth. But I was so happy. But my dad flipped the shit. And he (laughs) did not let me cut my hair again until I moved out of the house. And now I have short hair.
0: Well, speaking of parents, um, Matthew and Marilla are often listed as like some of the best literary parents out there. Yeah. And what I love about... This is, again, plays into the dynamics of the relationships, which Mangami just got so right. It's just how extra Anne is all the time. Yeah. And then that look of exasperation Marilla has that you can so relate to. And then Matthew kind of just like giggling to himself. Oh, it's so brilliant. It's so fun. Obviously, I love every character in the book because
1: everyone's like my favorite. But Matthew was always such, like, a, such a gem. To yeah. me, because he was always yeah. like he only put his foot in once in a while. But when he did, man, he like yeah. it was this is what's happening and this is what's gonna and Berlin never like once he did that, she was like, Okay, hands off, like I'm gonna lose him, yeah. you know. <laughs> his like little smiles in the background and how he and he's so quiet and how they just portray him in the book as being such like an outcast. I think That's that he true, did yeah. they, they They did such a nice job of still capturing that, but not highlighting it in the Mm -hmm. movie as much. Because in the book, Mm -hmm. he's like, supposed to be this little awkward thing. And they do, the the scene that they really show that is the first scene he goes to buy the dress. And first, (laughs) you know what scene I'm talking about? Because he's like, he's like, oh, the sugar. He's like, yeah, I I, I need sugar. She's like, brown or white? (laughs) And then the rake. And oh my God, it, it was just such a fantastic scene and then she like gets all excited when he finally tells her like she needs a dress and goes over and it's like in the window and he's like i'm not going over there i don't know it's just it was just so brilliantly done and then marilla's reaction when he gets home and she finally sees the dress and she's like just her facial expression when she like perks up her lips and she's like oh this all makes sense now (laughs)
0: What I think is probably the best line in, in the show and in the book is when Matthew said, you know, is like, well, we have to send her back. She's not going to be any use to us on the yeah. farm. And Matthew says, but maybe we can be some use to her. Yeah, that was... It's, it's the most powerful line. It's the best line. It's the best line. And he
1: does it, like, so... Matter of fact. Yeah, and, and, like, matter of fact and, like, heartfelt at the same time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just... It was just... I
0: can really see an actor going super cheesy and being like, "Well, maybe we can be some good," you know? Yeah, but he didn't. It was just like it was, and it was
1: done perfect to the character. Like it built him. I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I do think it was interesting that in the book, when they decide to keep it, keep her, they decide to keep her. It's not like a question. Yes. And then in the movie, they decided. I thought I did not remember that when I watched when I started rereading the book. Like, do you think it worked better that they did the trial period, or you think that they should have done more toward the book? Because they add in extra scenes that way too. Like the the whole the whole scene with the first um, outing where she tries ice cream. Mm-hmm. Like in the book, they you they do it where she goes by herself. She puts like a you know they she decorates the hat. Do you remember this? Is she and she goes
0: with um, the neighbor. Yeah, I thought she was going to church. I'm misremembering, though. She went to the ice no, cream. No, that's the ice cream outing. And oh, like, the ice cream so cool, And yeah. not in it at all,
1: that scene in the book. Yeah. She like, And it, that also was one of those scenes where it's like, I don't remember it from the book, I remember it from, from the movie. From the film, yeah. And I always find that interesting when I go back to play on things, like which way I remember it. Because there are some scenes where I remember it like the book, and there are some scenes that I remember like mm-hmm. the movie, and I'm always mm-hmm. wondering, like, does my mind do that because... I like how it is in the movie better than how it was portrayed in the book. Or is it just visually that was more mm-hmm. of a memory to me? I I think I like how they did it in the movie better.
0: I think it works because it's always fun to bring all your actors in mm-hmm. and have more of a interplay between them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't I I don't know. I found that
0: interesting. Yeah. I do think that
1: how they portray that in the book of her like decorating her ridiculous hat to try and make. Up for her outfit was an important character build hmm. that I don't know. I, I think they kind of missed that a little bit in the movie. In the movie, because I think that she comes off. Everybody says she's kind of odd, but like, like in the book, they, they do they do a better job of like showing that oddness sometimes. And in the movie, they they play over it a little bit. Does that make sense? I
0: think they show it a lot when they're inside the home with Matthew and Marilla. Yeah, and maybe not saying, like, much outside. Of I think home. it was important to show that. That character yeah. development outside as well. Does that make sense? Yes. Like but, that, she's starting to fit in more with the yeah. community. And then they and... like
1: took the whole. I I thought it was such a brilliant play in the movie, in the in the book that they made it that she could stay home from school. Yes, I liked that. A lot. I loved that yeah. in the book, and I I thought that it was brilliant to let her come to her own decision. Yes.
0: So in and the, the book, didn't... the teacher, right? Yeah. The teacher does something she really doesn't agree with. The teacher makes her sit with Gilbert. Yeah. I feel like maybe they were setting that up in the film and then they dropped it. Yeah. It's but possible. I but I do they, like that, that she's kind of like, no, I'm going to study at home. And I mean, from what we've seen, like it's the same since yeah, the teacher is not, not doing a great anyway. job anyway.
1: <laughs> but she doesn't uh, deciding to go back to school, but I thought that that was very, I like that character build and the fact that Marilla would have done that because yes, that fit yeah. in with her so well. And then they, Took that out of the movie,
0: and you expect Marilla to to not agree with it, yeah. But she does, she and she does end up letting her stay at home. Well, I think that has a lot to do with her character
1: build in the book, which is slightly better than her character build in the movie. Just from the perspective of understanding her backstory a little bit, they kind of have that scene with like Diana and her talking about her old love. Oh, you know what yes, I'm saying? yeah. But you find out later that like in the book that that was really Gilbert's dad. And you didn't really understand why she reacted the way she does to Gilbert in the movie sometimes Mm -hmm. until you read, unless you've read the book and you understand that, like, the reason she got so upset and she didn't get upset with Anne was because she did the same thing. Like, she had this little thing with with Mm -hmm. him and then, like, they fell out. Yeah. And and, like, and that's it, you know, which is why she lets Anne do the things she does and still, like, appreciates it. That is one area, one critique of the movie that I think they did a better job of developing in the book.
0: In the book, yeah, yeah.
1: But I mean, how many? You, there's only so much you could film, and that book has yeah. so much going on. Yeah. I mean, really, the movie is Anne of Green Gables and Anne of Avonlea combined into one. A movie. little
0: bit, yeah.
1: yeah. There's like a yeah. lot of.
0: And some of Avonlea is also in the next movie, and some things you just need to cut out. Yeah. yeah. I think they did the best they could with. I think it. they did brilliant. I just that was one scene where I'm like, when I was reading back, I was like, oh, it would have been nice
1: to have seen that.
0: Yeah. And And the thing with Matthew and Marilla too, the balance of her kind of no nonsense and she's kind of more harsh and Matthew being, you know, the quiet presence in the background. Sometimes you need to break that up. And again, just coming back to the scene where Miss Stacy comes over for dinner and they all break out laughing at the end. It That felt like I was watching a family in their home. It didn't feel like I was watching a film. Yeah. And so you don't always get that in a movie where it feels so natural and everybody just seems to click yeah. in these family well, scenes. Like there's like
1: that one scene like right after, after Matthew passes away. Mm-hmm. And you have this awkward moment between not awkward but a, a yes. beautiful moment yes but it's done so beautifully because you can see marilla's like insecurities because she's never been the warmth for yeah. you know what i mean she's yeah. and like i think for her it was like that was matthew's job so she got to pay. she had to play more of the disciplinary and if you've ever been a parent you understand that like there's like this balance that you want mm-hmm. to have. You play and it's so roles. hard if you don't have the balance from a partner. And I think that, that I, I so sympathize with Mer- uh, Merla's character rewatching mm-hmm. it
0: later. Because
1: now that mm-hmm. I've been a
0: parent. If if one person leaves, yeah. the dynamic we have here, what does that mean for the ones who are left over? How do they have to act? How does that change our relationship? Because it's like, you're not just mourning... Matthew, as a person, you're mourning a certain like relationship that you had. Yeah, I thought they did a really great job with that scene as well. I just, I just thought it was so brilliant. Like Mm -hmm. just like
1: being able to show Marilla's like insecurities because they don't ever really show it, and in that scene, you yeah, that's see it,
0: and it's so beautifully done. How do you? But let's go to Matthew's death. I feel very conflated about it because the a movie do. the movie does this very movie thing of like, I'm having a long monologue before I can finally die. Um, he does have a really great line in there of, I never wanted a boy I only wanted you from the first moment. Yeah. That's a great line. But I think what it kind of takes away is the atmosphere from the book of the suddenness of death. And Anne just walks in, she's picked these flowers and Matthew's died he's gone before the doctor gets there and it's just that like unexpectedness and suddenness and there's no closure and that person's just gone yeah I I appreciate that in the book I can see why they changed it for the film but it is it just makes it a little bit cheesy to have the long like oh I you know (laughs) I think that
1: I think that the movie did that because there was so much like actually the writer Mm -hmm. herself says that she she got so much shit basically for yeah. like um killing matthew for killing matthew like yeah. people hated that decision they were so angry and even she later on said that if it was up to her, like she would have changed it but she th- she wrote the book at the time and that's how she felt like it needed well she to didn't happen.
0: know there would be sequels she was like i'm writing this one yeah book.
1: yeah so i think that the movie did that to try and soften people's reaction mm. to the suddenness of matthew's death mm. and how much everybody hated it because reading the book it was like it felt like your heart got ripped out you know what i mean like it was so traumatic and you're just like you wanted to see more of like their character development together and i think okay you changed my mind i mean i'm just saying like it was such like there was so much like anger toward the book I, i think i threw the book
0: I would have too if I had been younger. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: I like read the thing and through the book, and I was so upset. I think it took me like several days to go back and finish reading. And like, I don't think that people with that much passion needed something to soften it. Yeah. So that they could get through the movie and then want to watch the next one. It was a beautiful scene. And yes, it was cheesy, but I think that it needed that closure because the first reaction was like, I would have turned the movie off. If they didn't, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like mm. people's, people had like a gut reaction to Matthew's death. And I think that they didn't.
0: Which just means you wrote a great character. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> Phenomenal. You know what I mean? But I don't think anybody really wanted the character to go away. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I think that that may be the, the, the reasoning. It, for me, it was definitely made it more bearable
0: seeing that whole scene. And yes, it was like long. was something else I wanted to ask you about, about um, Anne and Gilbert and where you stand on this, because a lot of people always say she loved him the whole time and didn't want that to be true. I can see that for the third book when they finally get together. I have issue with that when we're speaking about like a child and somebody who's like 11 or 12 and then putting something over them like, oh, they had romantic feelings all the time. To I, me, it's I, like, just let children be children. I never got that. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I
1: never... Some some people just don't want, aren't ready for that. Right. And I don't think Anne was that person. She wasn't ready for yeah. any kind of emotional thing outside of friendship. You know, that's yeah. that was the most important thing in her life was her friends and her family, and because she never had that, and that's all she ever longed for yeah. growing up, having a bosom friend. You know, that's even true. to the point yeah. of like imagining something in the mirror and imagining mm-hmm. this world. I mean, I did that as a kid, and the idea of like. You know, I, I think that she's definitely not. And she doesn't even see him like that. She sees him more as a challenge to beat,
0: you yes. know, someone to yeah. con-
1: like something to conquer.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't like ascribing all these motivations to, oh, she did it because she was in love with him. I don't I, I, think it that there was, always, there was always,
1: there was always, I don't think that even if she had any kind of anything toward him, I, I just don't think she was emotionally capable of having yeah. any kind yeah. of feelings like that for her. I agree. I, I think that there was a light there. She she needed to him to, like, push her forward. And she was a type to over-fantasize certain types of love. And I don't even think true. she, you know... It, it, Mm-hmm. she didn't even see love as it was mm-hmm. if that makes any sense like it was uh, just this
0: idea maybe it was just
1: idea of like this tale. romance yeah. like these that's what she read that's all she knew so yeah. any other kind of like romantic gesture like wasn't even in her brain like i don't i i i almost feel like she didn't she wouldn't even have like had those emotions until
0: mm-hmm.
1: way later i mean even as you know when she's approached in the future she still doesn't like yeah, like in future books she still does has like no interest in it i remember it, the scene where you find out that diana is like dating someone and like you know the movie, reaction yeah, yeah it's very negative yeah. yeah it's very it's very negative because she to her it's like that that's competition that's jealousy there's this is her friend she doesn't want to share she doesn't want to doesn't want to mm-hmm. move on she's very content with the life that she has now it's it's a romance. It's like for the for her imagination. It's not, mm-hmm. not something she wants in her reality, mm-hmm. if that makes
0: sense. I agree. Well. Going back to Anne and Diana, my only last note here is one of the best lines in the show, and it's when they're just crying out their eyes because they can't be together anymore. The mom has forbidden it. And Anne goes, would thou give me a lock of thine jet black tresses?" And Diana says, but I don't have any black dresses. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny because they're being so extra yeah. so dramatic and they don't even know what they're saying <laughs> it's great it's, it's a did you have any last notes about Anne of Green Gables anything you, we didn't talk about if you have not read it or seen it
1: you should do both because it's brilliant <laughs> um, yeah I mean it, it's, it's a classic it really teaches about that it's okay to live in your head sometimes. And I feel like some people uh, take you out of that and they don't want you to have that imagination. And I think it's missing in a lot of, uh, missing in society sometimes. And I, I think it's important to, mm-hmm. to know that that is okay and that it exists and it's okay to be a little off, you know, and not be, not want to draw inside the lines, you know,
0: yeah, that's a good message to close with. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Modern Life Pod. Visit our website, modernlifepodcast.com, and email us, modernlifepod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And Shirley, what in heck are you doing? Fishing for lake trout. For lake trout.